Shabbat Shalom, everyone. I'm Rabbi David Levine, and this is Live from Home, Shavuot edition. I want to bring you greetings from my wife, Sandy, as well. And a special welcome to all of our uh, viewers today who are in other countries, our podcast listeners and all of our friends from other countries. We're so glad you could join us. And a special greeting to all of the Beth Israel Messianic Mishpocha. We're so glad you're here tonight with us. Arab Shabbat on Friday, May 29th, 2020. And this evening, Rabbi Yuri and Rebison Ina Korshin and David Korshin will welcome us to their home to lead us in Hebrew prayers and in worship. And after that, I'll join live from home. And then Rabbi Yuri and I will lead a special Shavuot time of ministry about the Holy Spirit and gifts of the Spirit, and then the Korshans will conclude with the final worship song. I'd like to invite you to hit the share button on Facebook so that you can let your friends know that you're watching and invite them to do the same. Also, you can hit the like and the follow buttons too. And join in with your comments tonight, please. We'd love to hear from you. This Shabbat is a fantastic time of joy. It's a fantastic time of celebration as we enter into the joy and the gladness of Shavuot. So from Sandy and me, Shabbat Shalom. Now let's join the Korshan family to live from home. Shabbat Shalom. Good evening, everyone. And Hak Shavuot Sameach. Welcome to our home. Let's welcome Shabbat. Baruch Adonai, Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, Asher Kitshanu Bidvarecha, Venatan Lanu Et Yeshua Meshecheinu, Vetzivanu Leiyot, Or LaOlam, Amen. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the Universe, who has sanctified us in your world and given us Yeshua, our Messiah, and commanded us to be light to the world. Amen. Thank you, Ina. And let's proceed with Shema. Let's pray together. Shema Israel Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malchuto Hear, Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed is the name of his glorious kingdom for all eternity. Amen. The children of Israel shall keep the Shabbat, observing it throughout their generations as an everlasting covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, 
and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another and from one Shabbat to another all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. i 
so much, Rabbi Yuri, Rabbi Tamina. Thank you so much, David Korshin. A beautiful time of worship. Thank you for bringing us into the presence of the Lord. What a wonderful, wonderful 
way to begin our Shavuot evening together. We want to take a moment and pray for our dear friend Rebetzin, Diana Levine. Her mom is um, in hospice right now. And these are her last days and hours. She's ready to go to be with the Lord. And Diana and Alan are ready um, to release her as well. So it's, it's a time that's very tender and a time for the mercy of the Lord to be revealed. My wife, Sandy, has a prayer for the Levines from Psalm 115, verses 14 and 15. May the Lord give you increase more and more, you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. Even as this is a time where you're anticipating loss, the Lord wants to bring increase to you. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for Diana's mom, for mommy. We thank you for her life. We thank you for her faithfulness and for the love that she has given to her children and her family. And we pray, Lord, for this to be a tender time of mercy. We pray for your comfort to be strong with the Levines as they prepare for this moment of passing. Thank you, Lord, that you are the comforter and you bring consolation. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. We also want to pray for Elizabeth Stone, who is going to be having serious surgery on her neck and spine this coming week, Monday or Tuesday. So let's lift her up. Lord, we lift Elizabeth up to you and we pray for success for her. We pray for the surgery to go without complication and for her recovery as well. We pray, Lord, that you would protect her during this delicate surgery and that she would be free from pain and difficulty in Yeshua's name. Amen. Well, I want to also give special thanks to everyone who sent greetings to Sandy and me last week for our 44th anniversary. We had a wonderful time together, and we heard from so many of our good friends and Mishpacha. It was just a, a wonderful, wonderful day of celebration for us. And to celebrate, we had hamburgers, and then at the end of the day, ice cream. Wow, what a great day it was. And on Shabbat at that. So thanks to everyone who joined in with greetings and just sending our, your love to us. We really did appreciate hearing from you. I want to talk to you for a minute about what to expect for tonight, because this is our Shavuot edition of Live From Home. And we had promised last week when we were talking about the Holy Spirit and we were talking about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on Shavuot, that we would pray for people who want to receive the Holy Spirit and who want to receive spiritual gifts, including prayer language and speaking in tongues. And so we're going to pray for that tonight. And then we started thinking about what we're getting ourselves into by doing this, because Honestly, normally we would do this in the sanctuary or in small groups, praying with people. But to be on camera and to have this going out live, um, it's sort of, well, we'll see what happens. It could be interesting tonight. But we, we want to pray for those of you whose hearts were stirred from last week and, and tonight. You are wanting to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You're wanting to receive spiritual gifts and you're ready your heart is ready, your spirit is ready, you've been praying for this, and we want to tell you that we will pray for you tonight. 
and and we believe God is going to answer our prayers and he will fill you as he's promised with the Holy Spirit you'll receive to be Baruch HaKodesh, the immersion in the Holy Spirit, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And you will also be able to pray um, with a new spiritual language that the Lord will give you. We also want to pray for people who have received the Holy Spirit, but don't use the spiritual gifts that God has given you, or at least you don't use them enough or very much. And so we want to pray for you that you will be refreshed in your use of the gifts so that you'll get all the benefits and you'll be able to do all the great things that God has in mind for you. We're going to start off with a time with Rabbi Yuri, who's going to share some scriptures with us and give us some overview from the scriptures and also from Jewish tradition. So Rabbi Yuri, why don't you take some time now and uh, share what's on your heart. Thank you, Rabbi David. Shabbat Shalom. Hak Shavuot Sameach, everyone. We are entering the special time of Shavuot, the giving of the Torah and the giving of the Ruach HaKodesh. The Holy Spirit. Shavuot on Hebrew weeks begins on the sixth and seventh days of the month of Sivan. It is exactly seven weeks after the second day of Passover. This is the second of three great feasts, Shalosh Regalim, three major holidays, Pesach and the second one Shavuot and the third one Sukkot. So this is the second one of three major feasts in Israel. This feast has uh, five names. Hak Akatsir, Festival of Harvest. Hak Abikurim, Festival of the First Fruits. Zman Matan Tarateinu, Feast of the Torah Giving. And Atzeret, Assembly. And personally, I love Shavuot. Shavuot has a great, great meaning. The first aspect of Shavuot is the annual agricultural cycle in ancient Israel. The second meaning, and one of the biggest meaning of Shavuot, according to the Jewish tradition, it is a feast of the giving of the Torah to Israel at the mouth of Sinai. This why this feast also called celebration of the Torah, beautiful, joyful time, celebration of the giving Torah. And the third meaning of this holiday, it is a prophetic meaning of Shavuot the immersion of the disciples, Talmudim of Yeshua, in the Holy Spirit, in the Ruach HaKodesh. And today I want to look at the prophetic meaning of the Shavuot for a couple minutes, and we'll read from one very interesting place of Scripture. This is the prophetic uh, place of Scripture. It's in the book of Micha, Prophet Micha, chapter 4. This is one of the beautiful messianic prophecies. Beautiful place. Very interesting, very deep. Micha chapter 4, verse 1 and verse 2. And this is about last days. So please read carefully and let's read together. But at the end of days, the mountain of Adonai's house, it means Zion, the mountain of Adonai's house will be established 
as, a chief, as chief of the mountains and will be raised above the hills. People will flow up to it. Can you imagine? It's a beautiful. Verse 2. Then many nations will go and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of Adonai, to the house of the God of Jacob. Then he will direct us in his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For Torah will go forth from Zion, and the word of Adonai from Jerusalem. This is wonderful descriptions of the Shavuot and also a prophetic direction for the people of Israel. I have one simple but very deep, interesting question. It's actually a Messianic question. Why Micha in chapter 4, verse 2, why he is proclaiming or establishing an idea, why he said that the Torah will go forth from Zion. We all know that the Torah was given on the Mount of Sinai. But why is here he's proclaiming the Torah will go forth from Zion, not from, not from Sinai, but from Zion? This is the question. And actually, the answer for this question is a messianic answer. This prophecy, the Torah will go forth from Zion, not from Sinai. This prophecy was accomplished in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. Micah gave prophetic word about coming of the living Torah of God, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, the living Torah. New Testament reveals this meaning in, uh, from Micah chapter 4 on Shavuot and it is in book of Acts, chapter 2, from first to four verses. And I would want to read it here. It's Acts, chapter 2, 1 to 4. When the day of Shavuot had come, they were all together in one place. And it's already a miracle. 120 Jews in one room in unity. <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful picture. Suddenly, there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting, and tons like fire spreading out appeared to them and settled on each one of them. Verse 4. They were all filled with the Ruach HaKodesh and began to speak in other tongues as the Ruach enabled them to speak out. This is accomplishment of Micha chapter 4, the Tvila, the immersion, baptism in the Holy Spirit gave disciples supernatural power to live for the Lord and to serve him in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Shavuot was the starting point of the first Jewish Messianic congregation. And today, can we imagine this? Today, 
millions and millions of believers in Jesus, in Yeshua, are worshiping the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the Mount of Zion at the great revival among the Jewish people at the time of Shavuot. It's beautiful. It's strong. I believe and I know that we all need the power of the Ruach HaKodesh in our lives today. We all want to be filled with His Spirit. We all want to be filled with His presence. We need His presence daily, every day in our lives. Our main calling is to serve the living God, to fulfill His will on this earth, and to establish the kingdom of the Lord in the lives of the people around us. This is our calling, to be the light of this world. And we need the Holy Spirit because it is impossible to accomplish without His Spirit. I want to read one of the prophecies and one of the uh, promises from Yeshua, from our Messiah, our Lord. It is in John, Yohanan chapter 14, verse 16 and 18. Yohanan 14, 16 and 18. And please think about it and accept it because this is the will of God for you and me. If you will ask me, if the Lord wants to fill me, yes, he will. He wants to, to fill you. He wants to be with you. He wants to, to, to live inside of you. So, Yohanan chapter 14, verse 16 and verse 18, Yeshua's promise to us. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. So he may be with you forever. Forever. Not only in this life, but forever. 17. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it does not behold him or know him. You know him, because he abides with you and will be in you. I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. This beautiful promise to us, two parts of it. He abides with you. When Yeshua was with his disciples, he was their teacher. They experienced the power of the Holy Spirit through him. Holy Spirit was with them through Yeshua at the time but he is going even deeper Yeshua has promised that now today the Holy Spirit will be not only with us but he will be in us inside of us this is the mystery of the Brit Hadashah this is the promise from the Lord and on the Shavuot the Lord himself in his spirit came down and built his resting place inside of the people this is his will this is his promise to you and to me receive it he wants it so much in Acts chapter 1 verse 4 and verse 8 i want to read only one verse Acts chapter 1 verse 8 yeshua's promise to his disciples and through them to all of us today on the shavuot 
but you will receive power when the Ruach HaKodesh has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and through all Judah and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And this idea here, I want to pay attention here. It is chapter, the same, verse 8. But you will receive power. You will receive power. In Greek, dynamos, dynamite, you know this. Explosive power, but also, it's not only explosive power, but it's also the ability and power to keep moving. We need his presence. We need to, to have his presence. We, we have this promise from him. They received power of the Holy Spirit to do the will of the Lord. The glorious fulfillment of the prophecies from Micha chapter 4. We are desperately need the power of the Ruach HaKodesh and it is available. He is available for us today, right now, on time of Shavuot. Thank you, Rabbi David. Thank you, Rabbi, for sharing those those scriptures and those thoughts. And I can tell that the people were really provoked by that prophetic word about the word going forth from Zion, not from Sinai. It's an interesting idea. And the promise of the new covenant that's spoken of in Jeremiah 31, chapter 31, verse 31, and the verses that follow, it speaks about the differences between the new covenant and the Sinai covenant. And one of those differences is that the Lord will write his Torah on people's hearts and on their minds. There will be something internal going on. And I think when the Holy Spirit is poured out on people, when people receive the Holy Spirit in, inside of themselves, then something happens that is so profoundly important. Remember the words of Yeshua that he told his disciples that they should wait in Jerusalem and they should wait together and not leave that place until they received the promised gift from the Father, the Holy Spirit. They needed the Holy Spirit. He said, then after that, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. They had been with Yeshua, they had learned from Yeshua, but they still were not ready to go out and do the ministry that Yeshua had in mind for them. He told them they needed the Holy Spirit. Well, not only did they need the Holy Spirit, but they recognized that other people would need the Holy Spirit too. So when the Holy Spirit was poured out upon them on Shavuot and they were in Jerusalem and the 120 were then in Jerusalem outside the temple, they were talking, um, they were speaking in unknown languages, a very unusual experience. And, and people were trying to understand all around them what was going on. And Peter explained that this was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that Joel had promised, and that it was made possible because of Yeshua, who had died, who had atoned for our sins, who had been raised from the dead, and then who had returned to heaven and now sent the Holy Spirit. It was a very compact presentation of these two dimensions of Messiah's ministry, the atoning ministry, and then the ministry of transformation that includes the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, where you and I can actually be made new 
entirely new into new creations. And that requires the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And so the promise that the disciples received, they were certain others would receive brand new believers and thousands of people responded, thousands of Jewish people, I wanna point that out, thousands of educated Jewish people, thousands of observant Jewish people, thousands of Jewish people who were there in Jerusalem for Shavuot, this major feast. They'd come from the diaspora and from different parts of Israel, from many different countries and from many different backgrounds. And they were there because they were taking Torah seriously, they were taking the commands of God seriously, they were present there because it was Shavuot and the Holy Spirit being poured out upon them, Peter said, is a certain thing. You will receive the Holy Spirit just as we have. Now, there are many people who think, oh, well, that was good for them, but that was a one and done thing. But actually, that's not the case. The pattern of the apostles was to go out and to pray for people to receive the Holy Spirit. And it took some work from the Lord. Remember one part was that Peter went to the household of Cornelius in Caesarea, and they were looking about, they, they wanted to know how to be saved, and they wanted to know about Yeshua, this one they had heard about. And Peter was speaking to them the good news as he understood it. And while he was still speaking and explaining to them, the Holy Spirit fell upon these Gentiles. Gentiles, not Jews. They were Gentiles, and they had not been uh, born into a Jewish family. They weren't half Jews. They, they weren't Jewish in any way. But they received the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in tongues, just as the disciples had at Shavuot. And that was... Um, that was the way that Peter recognized what God was doing. And he realized that Gentiles were now acceptable to God, that, they had, that it had been the plan of God to redeem Gentiles, not just Jews, but Gentiles, and that the work of Messiah was all-encompassing. It touched not only the Jewish people, but it could touch every kind of person, every nationality, every ethnic group, every people group, every cultural group, every socioeconomic group, every demographic, every kind of person could be touched by the Holy Spirit and filled by the Holy Spirit. And, and so he, he received that. The apostles reviewed what Peter had done, and they recognized that Peter had made the correct decision by um, what he had done with the Gentiles. He immersed them in water. They weren't circumcised and converted to Judaism, but they were transformed and brought into what Paul would later call the commonwealth of Israel, the extended government and peoplehood of, of Israel. It was a wonderful thing that happened, and it was all because of the Holy Spirit. But after that, it became a pattern of the apostles to check the foundations wherever they went and to pray for people to receive the Holy Spirit. So it wasn't just that day of Shavuot in Jerusalem. But for all the days following, for all the years following, this became part of their ministry. And there are some people who have what is what theologians like to call a cessationist theology. They, they believe that the gifts of the Spirit have ceased. They have come to it an end that they were necessary at the early days of um, the 
the messianic movement, but they're not necessary now. But this is actually an incorrect understanding. There are some who say that speaking in tongues is actually speaking in a known language that um, is understood by the others and that the gift of tongues is really a, a gift learning a new language that other people already knew, but you instantly learn that other language. And while that may be possible, that was not the norm, nor was it the biblical or apostolic understanding and practice. And, and I just want to share with you one scripture that, that speaks of this. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. It says, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. That's an interesting idea because the, many of the cessationists teach that the reason the Holy Spirit was given was so that people could do evangelism. That's not, that's not the only reason. Of course, that is one purpose because there are many purposes and many goals, many things that can be accomplished through the Holy Spirit, but that's not the only one. Paul says the one who speaks in a tongue doesn't speak to men, but to God. Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries in the spirit. And, and so the person who's speaking in tongues is not necessarily speaking a known language. And in, in, in fact, in, I would say in most cases, they're speaking a spiritual language which they did not know and which they could not speak were it not for the Holy Spirit. It, it's not ecstasy. It's not an ecstatic utterance because you're just so filled with joy that you lose control of yourself. It's not the kind of babbling or gibberish. It's not about being emotional. It's not an altered state of consciousness. In fact, Paul approaches the subject as something that can be thought about, something that can be reasoned about, something that can be processed intelligently. He's not advocating that you just let yourself go. And at the same time, Paul does express his hope that everyone will speak in tongues. And so he talks about many different things in chapter 14, and maybe tomorrow we can look more into that. But I, I want to speak specifically to those of you who have been believers, but you've wanted the Holy Spirit. In, in fact, your spirit yearns for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You've been a believer for a while in, in some cases, and yet there's something, it's like a stronghold in your mind because of what people taught you that is different than what Paul teaches and different from what Peter practiced and different from what the apostles recorded in the New Covenant Scriptures. They teach it was for one time, for one purpose, and now it's no longer necessary. Now we have the Bible, so we don't need this. That was not the apostolic understanding or practice. And so for those of you who have that as a blockade, I just want to pray right now. And I, and, and I can tell you this, that, that wall of misunderstanding can be torn down almost instantly when you in your heart and with your mind agree. If you don't agree, of course, the wall stands because a double-minded man will receive nothing. But if, if, if you're ready for, for this misunderstanding to be 
removed, join me. Lord, I thank you that your word is clear, your word is true, your word is certain, and that you don't want us to be caught in confusion or misunderstanding. And you are the one who pours out the Holy Spirit. You're the one who gives the gift of tongues. You're the one who enables us to pray in the Spirit. You're the one who enables us to to pray in the Spirit and with our understanding. And we thank you for that. It's not just for us, it's for not just for one time, it's for all of us and for all times. And so I pray now in the name of Yeshua that that wall of confusion and misunderstanding would be torn down and that every wrong teaching and every cessationist idea would just be broken in Yeshua's name. Thank you, Lord, for giving us freedom and for opening our minds that we can read the scriptures and that we can see the truth and the truth will set us free. So if you're one of those people who had that prior understanding, I hope you can set aside right now as we move forward. Rabbi Yuri and I talked about what we, what we thought would be happening tonight and Rabbi Yuri and I decided that we would each share a little bit, and then we wanted to do something that was um, a pastoral goal. We wanted to pray for people to receive the Holy Spirit. And so he and I are on the screen together. You can see us both. And, and we're just going to um, talk a little bit more, get you ready, pray for you, and then what happens, happens. We'll see what happens. And we were, we were talking together about um, some of you who are watching right now. You're not alone. You're with friends who have received the Holy Spirit and that pray for other people to receive the Holy Spirit. And I hope as Rabbi Yuri and I are praying for you, that those who are with you who have received the Holy Spirit, who do pray in the Spirit, who do have the gift of tongues and other spiritual gifts, and who have prayed for other people to receive the Holy Spirit and seen others filled with the Holy Spirit, that they'll join in as well. And in this way, we're sort of recreating what we might do normally if we were together. To be honest with you, I don't think we've ever done anything quite like this, where Rabbi Yuri is at his home, I'm at my home, you're at your home or your friend's home, and we're going to pray for you. But we have been praying together um, on a regular basis using this technology, if you will, of Facebook Live and Live from Home. And we have seen the Holy Spirit being poured out, the Holy Spirit working, the Holy Spirit answering prayers. We've sensed the, uh, the blessing and the anointing of God while we're praying. It's been absolutely fascinating. And I, I think in a sense, it's normal. Why shouldn't it be like that? Why should we be limited? Um, we're called to be of one accord. We are of one accord. We're agreeing together. So we're going to pray for you and we'll see what happens. So Rabbi Yuri, what do you think? Yeah, thank you, Rabbi. May I read one interesting, couple interesting places of scriptures? And uh, I mean, the, I remember my life when I came to the Lord, I was part of one of the congregations and that congregation was not about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and I was told that the Holy Spirit is something uh, in the past and now we live in different time. We have a Bible. And it's more than enough for us. And I, res I remember I, I, we had one of the speakers who taught about the Holy Spirit. And after his message, I came to him with my friend. 
to fight for the truth. <laughs> and with, I tried to do everything possible to convince him that we live in different time, no more Holy Spirit, scriptures is enough for us and it's all. And probably in half an hour, I was immersed in the Holy Spirit because it's impossible to resist the truth. It's very difficult to go against the truth. I want to read from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, a couple verses, and because this is something really amazing and this captured my heart. It is about uh, Rabbi Shaul, one of the smartest people in the scriptures. He was uh, Talmudim, he was follower of Gamaliel, one of the very strong and important people there. So this is his approach about spiritual languages. This is his approach about immersion in the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse uh, 14. For, for if I pray in a tongue, so in the languages, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray in my spirit, but I will also pray with my mind. I will sing praises with my spirit, and I will also sing praises with my mind. So it's not controversial to pray in uh, common languages, in English, in Hebrew, in Russian, in Ukrainian, but it's also a gift. It's not something controversial, but it's a gift for us to be able to pray in spiritual language. And the same First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 18, <laughs> Please think about it. This is Rabbi Shaud. <laughs> I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. I mean, what to say? <laughs> Rabbi yeah. Shaud is an example for so many people around the globe. And he is praying more than all of them. The same uh, place in the book of Jude, verse uh, 20. But you, loved ones, continue building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Ruach HaKodesh, in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, eagerly wanting, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, that leads to eternal life. And, you know, when I'm thinking about Rabbi Shul, why he was praying so much in tongues, why he was so, so much earning the Lord and exercise this prayer. I remember uh, one of the places of scripture about him. It's the second Corinthians. And I believe this is the answer for us. Chapter 12, second Corinthians chapter 12. This is Rabbi Shaul. He's, he, he's telling the story about himself and he's very smart. He's uh, telling about somebody else, but it was him. It's from verse 3, 2 Corinthians 12, 3. I know such a man. So it's, he speaks about himself. <laughs> I know such a man, whether in the body or outside of the body, I don't know. God knows. Verse 4. He was caught up into paradise and heard words too sacred to tell, which a human is not permitted to utter. 
this is heaven. This is not about now we have Bible and it's enough for us. <laughs> yeah, Bible, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a big gift. It's, it's everything. But he heard the special languages in the third heaven when he was with the Lord. It's a, it's a beautiful picture for me. So this is kind of picture about, about him. And I believe it is so important for us too. Yeah, so <laughs> thank you, Rabbi David. Yeah, that's such a provocative thought that you just shared. And, and it connects to something that the prophet Joel had brought forth a word from the Lord, and it was judged by the Jewish people to be the word from the Lord. And it was not Joel's opinion, but it was actually the word the Lord had for Israel and for all people who would ever read the Bible. And that's why it's in the Bible. And the prophet Joel was talking about how the Lord would pour out his spirit on all people on all flesh and blood, young and old, men and women, maidens, uh, young, young men, old men, slave and free. And this was a promise that God had made. And it tells us something that he really has that intention of touching all kinds of people. And in a sense, it connects us with the eternal world and the world of God's sphere as well. That's why it's of the Holy Spirit and not of something else. It's not just learn how to sing in Hebrew scat or something like that. And it's not just nigunim, the, the practice of, of praying in sort of a, a, a scat way with a spirit-led melody. It's something more than that. And it's important to understand that Yeshua wanted his disciples to understand that the Holy Spirit would be poured out on all flesh and blood. Now, what that means is everyone who receives him, everyone who turns to the Lord, everyone who repents and puts their trust in the Lord becomes um, a candidate to receive the Holy Spirit. They can be a brand new baby believer, having believed only for the last few minutes. They could be someone who is with the Lord for years and years. But up to that point, it's important to know that the Holy Spirit had been poured out on some people, but not many. And it was extraordinary. It was an exception. In, in fact, to this day, most branches of rabbinic Judaism, maybe all branches, still consider the outpouring of the Holy Spirit as the unusual experience of the prophets. Sadikim. They received the Holy Spirit. The rest of us, no, we won't receive the Holy Spirit. We're not good enough. We're not saints. And there are many people who um, are not part of rabbinic Judaism, but part of Christian movements that also think the same thing, that the Holy Spirit is given to the highest of the highest of the highest, not on all flesh and blood, but all flesh and blood it is. You don't have to be the best person yet. You don't have to have reached sainthood or something like that. You have to repent and turn to the Lord and recognize Yeshua died for you, that he rose from the dead, that he returned to heaven to send the Holy Spirit, and that you can receive the Holy Spirit too. Moses put it this way, I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. And Ezekiel was the first one who actually used the phrase Baruch Adonai by the spirit of the Lord or in the spirit. 
So it's not just this Pentecostal invention from <laughs> the modern era, and it's not some kind of projection backwards from Pentecostals today to Shavuot uh, 2,000 years ago. This was something that had its origins in the very life of Israel in the life of the Jewish people, but it was often connected only to the prophets and to the most righteous ones. Because up until that point, those were the only ones who had moved um, consistently in the spirit. Ezekiel 37, 14, I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. There's a promise that the revival of the Jewish people, the restoration of the Jewish people to the land is connected to the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is really given to us. We need the Holy Spirit and we absolutely can't live without the Holy Spirit. I think I probably pray in the Spirit almost every day. There are some times when I can say for sure every day. Uh, many times in the day I'll be praying in the Spirit. And it's just a very natural thing. There are times when I, I need to start praying about a subject or a person, and I don't know how to pray, and I'll just start praying in the Spirit. And then after a while I'll understand how to pray, and I'll pray with my understanding, much as, as Paul said. So there's, there's another topic, Rabbi Yuri, maybe you can speak to this, that they spoke in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Yeah. And can you draw out that idea that they spoke as the Spirit enabled them versus the idea like that the Spirit came on them and they didn't know what was going on and they just began to babble. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. That's very deep, very deep ideas. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's in uh, Acts chapter 2. And actually, uh, this is the theory. I don't want to uh, say is the truth, uh, as a 100% truth, but it's an interesting theory because, uh, I don't know, it's kind of an idea about it. But I just want to share with you. Yeshua, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Think about it. Holy Spirit uh, was upon him and he was walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. Actually, he was fullness of the Holy Spirit <laughs> because he is the Messiah. And in the uh, book of Corinthians, we can read about gifts of the Holy Spirit. And two of seven gifts of the Holy Spirit there, it's about prayer and tongues. So it's an idea, but it's an interesting idea because when Yeshua's Talmudim in the book of Acts chapter 2, they were together and they were praying in unity about receiving of the Holy Spirit on Shavuot, on specific moment, on specific day, date. And I believe they prayed also according to uh, Micah chapter 4, because this is the Messianic place. They prayed according to Zechariah about many other places. And it said here, it's Acts chapter 2, verse 4. And it's a beautiful place. I mean, it's so deep. They were all filled with the Ruach HaKodesh, with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in other tongues as the Ruach enabled them to speak out. I don't know how about you, but I know something about the Lord. He is never forceful. 
he will never force us into something. He is he filled them, felt, uh, he filled them with his presence. But it said here, they began to speak in other tongues. It was not time of delirium or something when they lose control over themselves, but it was the time when they began to, to pray. They began to exercise their faith. And I personally think, it's my opinion, my theory, that actually they were, uh, they were able to see Yeshua who moved in the fullness of Holy Spirit and in all gifts of the Holy Spirit because he was praying to the Lord for whole night. And it's, I mean, he was, he was full of the Holy Spirit. So I think they knew about prayer. And at that moment when they felt the Holy Spirit came upon them and filled them with his presence, they start to do that. They begin to do that as the Ruach enabled them to speak out. I believe, I remember my experience when I, I was filled with the Ruach HaKodesh and this man who I tried to, to bring back from these false ideas, I thought it was my idea. <laughs> when I said, yes, I agree with you. So many places of scripture speaks about the Holy Spirit, about merging of the Holy Spirit, about tongues, about prayer language. And, and I wanted to, I wanted to. So he prayed for me and he laid his hands on me. And I remember I was waiting for Holy Spirit to take my tongue and to, to speak through me. <laughs> I was waiting for this moment when he will take power over me. And this man told me very simple advice. He told me that, please, trust the Lord. Just open your mouth. Accept the gift of the Holy Spirit and start praying. Think about the Lord. Think about his, uh, his mercy, his love to you. Think about how many things, how much he loves you. He died for you. He poured his spirit on you. And I remember I opened my mouth and very unexpectedly for me, the Holy Spirit starts praying through me. I start praying in another language. And probably for one month or two months, I was walking on the streets of Nikolaev, Ukraine. I was praying in the tongues and I was praying in the spirit. And I remember so many miracles happened with me so this is the very important part so the holy spirit will never force us but we can trust him one of the places of scripture says if you will ask father to give you holy spirit he will not give you snake or stone or anything else he will give you the holy spirit he will fill you with the holy spirit so when we will pray for you what you need to do if you want to receive his power. And I, I can tell you, I feel the presence of the Lord right now, even through this uh, very interesting technology, but he is the Lord of everything. When we pray for you, just trust the Lord. Ask for anointing from the Holy Spirit, simply. And open your heart. Think about his mercy. And open your mouth and start praying. And not only in the, your own language, but start praying in the spiritual language. You never prayed before, but trust the Lord. Just trust Him. You will see His glory. That's good, Rabbi. And and some people will say, "Well, if God wants me to speak in tongues, He'll make me." Actually, not. No. If if God wants you to speak in tongues and you want to speak in tongues, He will enable you. Yes. But 
you have to do the wanting. You, you can't put everything off on God like that, you know, where you say, if he wants this, he, he'll make it happen. I don't have to do anything. That's a misunderstanding of your spiritual authority and autonomy and responsibility. So don't be misled by that. Well, Rabbi Yuri, while you were sharing about that, something started stirring up in me and it just brought me a sense of joy. And so I, I wanna speak to everybody who's watching right now, all the mishpocha, everyone who has been filled with the Holy Spirit and has the gift of tongues already, I want you to do something right now and that is start praying in tongues where you are. Now, the rest of us are not going to see you and we're not going to hear you because you're not on camera, you're not on microphone. So you don't have to worry, oh, I'm embarrassed or I'm shy or, you know, I'm not ready to do this in front of the whole world. It's not in front of the whole world, it's in front of whoever's there with you and yourself and the Lord. But I want to ask you to do that, to start praying in the Spirit, mm -hmm. because I believe some of you who start praying in the Spirit right now, you're with other people who want to receive the Holy Spirit. As you start praying in the Spirit right now, God is going to open some things up for those others who are with you who want to receive the Holy Spirit and the gift of tongues too. It's just going to start praying in the Spirit. And I can tell you there's some people who say, well, this is weird, this is strange, or I don't understand what's going on. That's okay. Suspend your criticism and just watch. Just don't be negative in your heart. Um, if, if this is too outrageous for you, you can turn us off and come back another day when we're not focusing on this. But, but, don't miss the opportunity. If you, can, if you can put aside your own aesthetic fears and concerns, just start praying with us. And if you really want to receive the gift of prayer language and you've repented and you believe in Yeshua, you know he is Mashiach and Adonai, you can join with us. And so all of you who are watching right now, all of you who are with us, all of you who can start praying in the spirit right now, and I believe some children in some of the families will be filled with the Holy Spirit too. You can lay hands on your kids as well and pray for them to receive the Holy Spirit if they so desire. So let's just take a moment. We're going to pray in the Spirit and then we'll pray with understanding. And those of you who want to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, if you're just by yourself, then you can just say to the Lord right now in English or whatever you're your favorite languages, you can say, yes, Lord, that's me. I, I want to receive the Holy Spirit right now. Say yes to the Lord. And then as he enables, open your mouth. Don't keep your mouth closed. Start thanking God in whatever your normal language is. But as your language shifts, don't, don't try to suppress it or bottle it up. Feel people with your presence right now, Lord. Please touch all of them in the name of Yeshua. Everyone who is weary, everyone who is open, Lord. Feel them, Lord, in the name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for all those men and women right now who, who have been waiting for this night, this hour, this minute even, who said to the Lord, I, I want to be filled tonight. I want the gift of tongues. I want the Holy Spirit. I want the gifts of the Spirit. Pour yourself out upon them. Give them your boldness and give them the joy that comes from this experience as well. Thank you, Lord. 
Yeah, so everybody who's watching, really, who who does have the gift of tongues, please join in. Don't be passive right now, especially for those of you who have been not using your gift of languages. You haven't you haven't been practicing what you have received. You're like that guy on the ship that Rabbi Yuri talked about. He he went all the way across the ocean and he didn't eat food um, because he didn't know it was included in the price. You're like someone who you receive something, but you're not taking advantage of it. You're acting like you don't have it. Don't be in that condition. Start praying in the spirit. Use the spiritual gifts. Okay, maybe you're rusty. Maybe you've lost the sense of capacity and you don't have the endurance or the perseverance that you could have, but start praying in the spirit. When I got filled with the Holy Spirit as a brand new believer, I didn't know what I was doing, but I started singing in my car. I would sing in tongues in my car, and I was a terrible singer, and the best I could do was sing in tongues to Mary Had a Little Lamb. But I would sing in the Spirit until I built my capacity. And the more you use the spiritual gift, the more your capacity will grow. Rabbi Yuri, I'm glad you pulled out your guitar. I, Anyone the Holy Spirit, you're starting to pray in tongues. Let us know. If you're a little bit shy, text us. Text Rabbi Yuri or me, or you can put it in the comments. But let us know. Tell the person next to you, yeah, I'm praying in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Everyone who is watching and who's in the comment section, stay on target with what we're doing right now. Don't get off on other subjects. This is the time to stay focused on the Holy Spirit. Listen to Rabbi Yuri as he's worshiping and playing the guitar. Thanks, give thanks, give thanks to the Lord. 
Jesus. Give thanks, give thanks, give thanks, give thanks, give thanks to the Lord. He is good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you for your love. Thank you so much, Yeshua. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you for your presence. You know, this reminds me of a time a few years ago when we had a special Shavuot service and we invited people to come forward and it seemed like we should pray first for teenagers who wanted to receive the Holy Spirit. We started praying for them and it was interesting that the Lord really touched a number of the teenagers, young men in particular, who, who got filled with the Spirit that began to pray in tongues and and some of them just started weeping because God was touching them very, very deeply. And then there was a certain point where I felt the Lord wanted to use them to pray for other people to receive the Holy Spirit. And, and I sort of put them on the spot and asked them if they would do that. And they were willing. And so people came up. Specifically, I asked people who, who knew that they were going to receive the Holy Spirit if someone prayed for them. asked them to come up. And a number of people came up and they these teenagers who had just received the Holy Spirit started praying as well for others to receive the Holy Spirit, and many did. But there was one man who just got so frustrated. He was an older man. He was just so frustrated because nothing was happening for him, and he had for so many years wanted to receive the Holy Spirit. And so he got so frustrated, he just couldn't stay. And he left the synagogue. He left the sanctuary walked out into the foyer, left the building, and got to his car. And just as he started to open the door, the Holy Spirit fell on him, and he started praying in tongues. And he ran back in, so excited about what had happened. And I can tell you, folks, God could work like that with you. Don't put him in a box. Don't put yourself in a box. Allow him to work with you. And if you receive the Holy Spirit, even just now, even as we've been praying, let us know. Let us hear from you. Don't be shy. I'm, I'm really um, hoping to hear from anyone who received the Holy Spirit at this time. But I can tell you this, we're going to keep praying. And we know this, God does fulfill what he sets out to do. If he put this desire in your heart, he will fulfill it. If you've met the conditions of turning to Yeshua and then asking for the Holy Spirit, being receptive to the Holy Spirit, you will receive the Holy Spirit. You know, Rabbi Uri and I said, well, we're going to do this and we'll see what happens. But we said that with confidence because, you know, part of this is is waiting, but the waiting is, is not passive, it's expectant, it's with anticipation. And part of it is praying too, and, and praying with your understanding and saying, Lord, I wanna be able to pray in tongues, I want to. 
and I will be able to because your word promises this to me. And so the praying is an assertion of your faith. It's an expression of your trust in God. Isn't that right, Rabbi Yuri? It's not just a matter of being passive. You know, I'm going to sit here like a bump on a log and then one day, boom, it's all going to happen. Not exactly. <laughs> but it reminds me uh, idea of uh, Peter when he was filled with the Holy Spirit and when they start praying in the towns in Jerusalem. And the, it's then the second chapter of Acts. There were people who received the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but were also people who were very skeptical about it. <laughs> and verse 14, I love this place. I love this place. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, fellow Judeans and all who are staying in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and pay attention to my words. These men are not drunk as you supposed, <laughs> for it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken about though, the prof through the prophet Joel. And hallelujah. Yeah. Good. Great. I think it's a great sense of humor that Peter is expressing. He, he, he says something that's actually very funny, but it's serious as well, as well, because he says, we're not drunk as you suppose, because it's too early. <laughs> as if, well, we could be drunk, but we aren't because it's way too early. We Even we would not be drinking at this hour. But there's also like, and it, it's a very um, obscure reference to being drunk and having the spirit. It, it has to do when, when Hannah was praying and she um, was with the, the priest, Eli, Eli. He heard her and he thought she was drunk. And he actually said to her something like this, woman, how long are you going to stay drunk like this? And she said, oh, I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk. I'm praying in the spirit. I'm praying. My soul is praying. It's so deep what God is doing. I can't pray the way, I can't pray in a normal way. I need to pray in a spiritual way. And she was making some kinds of sounds that could barely be heard. But she knew that it looked funny to someone else and it was misunderstood by someone else. But the scripture includes that in um, 1 Samuel. It includes that so that we would be instructed that it's not other people's opinions that settle the matter. It's what's really going on. And that's why Peter, I think, talks about, you know, being drunk. He wasn't offended. He was laughing. Oh, we're not drunk the way you think. We're actually filled with the Holy Spirit. This is what the prophet Joel was talking about. You'd listen and you'd listen up good. He was bold at that moment and explaining to others what was going on. It was a powerful, powerful time. And I believe God wants that powerful time with you to, um, to be experienced as well. So, we're probably ready to wrap up for tonight. What do you think, Rabbi? And then we'll continue tomorrow. And tomorrow we'll have more worship and we'll continue. We'll look at scriptures, so some additional scriptures. We'll review some of this and we'll continue to pray for people. We'll continue to pray for you because we want you to receive the Holy Spirit. And we do want to hear from you. And when, when it's over, 
tonight when Live From Home is over, don't hesitate to contact us or to let us know so that um, we can be encouraged by what God is doing. I want to share a scripture again that's been on Sandy's heart. I want to thank you all for your continued and faithful giving, your steady tithing, your faithful giving, your generosity during all of this time where we haven't been able to meet at synagogue together. And the Lord put this on Sandy's heart this week, Psalm 115, verses 14 and 15. May the Lord increase both you and your children. And may you be blessed by the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. That's that's one translation that I think is very powerful. God wants to bring increase to you. He wants to bring increase as well to your children. He wants to increase your whole family. And he wants to bless you so that you can be a blessing. He's the maker of heaven and earth. All the resources of the world and the universe belong to him. When you're faithful in your tithes, when you're generous, when you're cheerful, even when you give sacrificially, when you give at special times like this, it's a time of special special blessing from the Lord as well. So we're very grateful for your generosity. We're thankful for you. We're praying that you will increase, that your increase will will be an increase that blesses you and your family, but also so that you can be a greater blessing to others. You can be a greater blessing to the Mishpocha, to the Messianic congregation of Beth Israel, to be a greater blessing to others, your friends, your neighbors, your colleagues as well, that God would give you increase, not just for selfish purposes, but for his great purposes as well. If you wanna participate with us and you want to um, give, through our online giving platforms. You can go to bethisraelnow.com slash giving. And we have very easy to follow instructions about how to use Giving Fire and how to use PayPal, our two giving uh, online giving platforms. They're both very easy to set up, very secure. We've had no security breaches at any time using these. I wanna encourage you to Um, continue with your faithful giving and also thanking everyone who's sending their tithes and offerings through the mail and supporting us this way as well. You are a blessing to us and you enable us to be a blessing as well. It's our normal custom at the end of a service to close with the ironic benediction with Aaron's blessing. That's the way we normally do it at Beth Israel. What we do at Live From Home is we have Aaron's blessing, and then we have a final worship song, so we'll return to the Korshan family in just a minute. But let's join together for Aaron's blessing. Yivarechecha Adonai v'yishmarecha, Ye'er Adonai panavelecha v'yichunecha, Yisa Adonai panavelecha v'yasemlecha shalom. The Lord bless you, the Lord keep watch over you and protect you. The Lord caused the light of his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and give you his peace in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Shabbat Shalom. So let's return to the Korshan family for our final worship song. Shabbat Shalom.
Shabbat Shalom, everyone, and Hak Shavuot Sameh. Shabbat Shalom. <laughs> 